and welcome to this edition of Wait a Week Mystery. I'm your host and author, J.C. Bodden. In this week's podcast, I'll be sharing with you another chapter from my novel, Someone to Watch Over Me. This particular book is the first in the Devlin O'Quinn mystery series and tells the story of Devlin's daughter, Jenny, who has taken a job on campus as a dorm resident advisor. If you like what you hear and can't wait a week for the next installment, Someone to Watch Over Me, as well as the other three books in the Devlin O'Quinn series, is available in both Kindle and paperback format from Amazon. You can check out my website, jcbodden.com, that's j-c-b-o-d-d-e-n.com, for more information, and the link to my Amazon page. Now let's not wait any longer. Here we go with episode 119, Someone to Watch Over Me, chapter 19, I Feel the Earth Move. Jenny's Story On my way back to the dorm, I wondered why I had turned down Joe's invitation. I couldn't stop thinking about those earnest blue eyes and the way he looked at me, studying every word as if I was the most amazing thing he had ever seen. I replayed how he looked as he walked down the walkway in front of the old house, the bed-matted hair, unshaven face, the lean, taut muscles showing through his thin T-shirt, the slow, sweet smile when he saw me. He was tall without being intimidating, muscular without being bulky. In fact, he made me feel protected safe. I was glad once again that I had stood up for him against Wagner's accusations. I was still mulling over these things as I climbed the stairs to my apartment. Dana burst through the doorway at the top of the stairs, interrupting my thoughts. There you are, she said breathlessly. I was looking for you. I took a deep breath, stealing myself for some new disaster. What's up? You haven't seen it? Dana looked worried. What? Well, Prepare yourself. Dana turned and led the way. It took a moment for my eyes to become adjusted to the dim light in the hallway. Once they did, my heart leapt to my throat. On the door, directly across from the stairwell, there were long, red, painted lines. As I stared at the damage, I realized that it was the letter N. This was not at all what I had been expecting. What the... I don't know, Dana answered nervously. I just noticed it this morning on my way to the showers. Um, there's more. She led the way down the hall. The next door was marked the same way, in. The one beside it was also marked, but this one had the letter E. I stepped to the next door and saw a large letter J. Now, trembling, I turned and walked back down the hallway toward my apartment. On my door, just as I had feared, was a crude letter Y. Damn, I said. You okay? Dan asked. I suppressed a hysterical giggle. No one ever spells my name right. My hands were shaking so badly, I could hardly unlock the door and dial Carrie Wagner's number. Yeah, hey, it's me, Jenny. That's with an I-E, I said when I heard his groggy voice. Huh? I need you to come to the dorm right away. You were right. I've got a stalker. He's painted my name on the doors on my hall. Joe's Story Tilly had helped him find his apartment. He was living in the upstairs three rooms of an older home just off campus. The owner, Constant McDowell, was the widow of a university professor. She knew Tilly from her charity work with the Twin Oaks Foundation. She was glad to help out a tenant who had stayed at the farm, even if 
for a short time. The fact that he was highly recommended by Tilly, was older and more responsible than the typical college student, never listened to loud music, and was willing to help out with minor work around the aging structure were added benefits. The morning after move-in day, Joe discovered that through the trees outside his bedroom window, he could see the front of Willow Hall. He stood there in the shorts he had slept in and silently watched while he drank his coffee. After a few minutes, he saw a petite redhead step off the front porch. She was dressed in shorts and a t-shirt with a pair of running shoes. Her hair was pulled back in a ponytail that flipped forward as she bent to stretch her legs. He never took his eyes off her as she checked her watch and then started jogging down the street. When she turned the corner and was no longer in sight, he finished his coffee and went to shower. This became his routine. Every morning he would get up, go downstairs for coffee, and then go back upstairs to watch Willow Hall, rarely beginning his day until Jenny O'Quinn had started hers. That concludes this week's chapter of Someone to Watch Over Me. Thanks for listening. To find out what happens next, please come back for episode 120 of Wait a Week Mystery or visit jcbodden.com to order the book. Either way, I hope your wait is a happy one.